Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 27, 2023. So here we are almost towards the end of the third month of the year. And all year, all I've been teaching is the miracles of Jesus, and I'm not done. And so teaching on the miracles of Jesus, going through miracle by miracle by miracle, some of these miracles I kind of got stuck on. I'm saving one for last. I'm saving the, the, the one with Lazarus. When I get to Lazarus, I will be teaching on Lazarus for weeks for sure. Like, I mean, this is going to be good. But anyway, this is one of those that, that I'm going to spend all week this week teaching on this miracle. This is the miracle of the net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish. I love it. It's a net breaking. Put that in the chat. A net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish. If you're a business owner, uh, this is one. This one is going to be good for you. But really, if it applies to everybody. But Simon the fisherman sold from his fishing business into Jesus's ministry. And as a result, he got a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. So I want you to open up your heart now to receive what God is about to say. The title of today's message is Discerning God's Will. I'm still flowing in this vein about discernment. So put this in the chat. Say, I am able to discern the will of God. Put in the chat, I am led by the Holy Spirit. When you discern the will of God, you will experience God's best. Let's talk about it. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I'm making a connection between the discernment of the Holy Spirit and this net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish, where being led by the Holy Spirit will lead to you experiencing God's best. And sometimes uh, it's something like this. Even from a, from an earthly prosperity perspective, the Holy Spirit will, will just lead you to do things in the kingdom of God's way. And in the kingdom of God, instead of buying and selling, the kingdom of God is based on sowing and reaping. And so when you sow, put this in the chat, say, I'm a sower. Say that by faith. I'm a sower. And when I was talking to somebody at the wedding and I said, hey, give me your address. I'm going to send you one of my books. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to send you two. And she said, no, no, don't, don't just send them to me for free. Send me the link. I want to pay for it. I'm a sower. I love when people say I'm a sower. When you sow, you know that you are sowing. And as, as a result, the Lord, who's the Lord of the harvest is going to see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown. So if you sow, put this in the chat, you know that you have seed in the ground, put it in the chat. I have seed in the ground. When I'm sowing, I'm always sowing. I'm giving my time, my talent, my treasure. As I'm sowing into God's kingdom, I have seed in the ground. And I know that the Lord, who's the Lord of the harvest, will see to it that I reap a harvest on every seed sown. God will never be in debt to me. Before I get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us into the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us to where if there is ever a dry area in our heart, is going to be drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. What I don't want is any dry areas in my heart. I want every dry area to be drenched again. Lord, do it again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Say amen to that. So today we go back. I saved this miracle for the end for a reason, this one and, and, and Lazarus. Um, so Today, we go back to early in Jesus's ministry before he formed his team. And so 
this particular day, you know, there was a crowd following Jesus and he would teach and he would teach for hours, by the way. He was not like, you know, he didn't have a clock. Like when we preach, I get up to preach. Yeah, I used to be given most places I went, I always preached for an hour. And now people are like, well, you know, they give me 45 minutes. And so now, now, now it's like 45 minutes. Uh, some places people preach for 30 minutes or whatever. Jesus was not on that kind of schedule. <laughs> Jesus, when he preached, people listened for hours, which is why they would, they would get hungry. And then he had to feed the crowds and all of that. <clears throat> so Jesus comes, has a huge crowd, and he's about to preach. But he looks and he's actually up against a body of water. This is the Sea of Galilee. And so he's looking back at the crowd. He's looking forward at the body of water. He's like, man, it would be cool if I could kind of detach myself a little bit from the crowd so I could preach and so that they could hear me. And so maybe, man, he's looking at the water and then he sees two fishermen. And there are two fishermen over there. Now, these guys have fished all night long. The Bible says they toiled all night long. They caught nothing. And they were there and they were cleaning their nets. So they had pulled out their nets out of the water. They're cleaning their nets. They worked all night long. They worked the night shift and they were about to go home and, you know, take a nap, go to sleep. And so Jesus looked at them and they were scrubbing their nets and, and Jesus walked up to one of them. Now, say this, say this, say the sovereignty of God. This is the sovereignty of God. Now, this is where we got to believe that, that that God is sovereign. He knows what he's doing. Now, there were two men there. Now, we don't know. If Jesus had selected the other man, maybe we, we would be talking about him. But Jesus walked to a man named Simon. Later, we get to know him as Peter and says to Simon, hey, Simon, um, I need you to help me out. It was like, what's that? Um, if you don't mind, I want you to use your boat from your fishing business to help me in my ministry. And uh, if you don't mind, I want to get in your boat and allow me to basically use your boat as a pseudo pulpit and uh, like a waterborne pulpit. And I want to preach from your boat so that the people can be blessed. And so he was like, okay, cool. So, so he took it and he took his time. He took his talent. He took his treasure and he sold it into Jesus's ministry. Jesus got into his boat. He went and positioned the boat. He was like, you good right here, sir? He's like, yep. Jesus stood up and Jesus preached and Jesus ministered the word of God and the crowd heard it and Jesus heard, I mean, uh, Simon heard it. And, and when he was done, he was like, okay, I'm done. He said, so he took him back to the seashore. When he took him back to the seashore, Jesus gets out of the boat and looks at Simon. Now, Simon doesn't know that he had basically just tapped in to one of the principles of the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God runs on a system of sowing and reaping. Put in the chat, sowing and reaping. So the whole kingdom of God functions on a system of cause and effect, sowing and reaping, and the free will of humans. And so you have this man who's a fisherman and who took time, talent, and treasure from his fishing business, sowed it into Jesus's ministry. And now Jesus is there. It's like, well, I can't just let you go like that uh, because you sowed into the kingdom and there's this principle of sowing and reaping. So he says to him, hey, this is what I want you to do. Launch out in your boat, go deeper into the water and let down your nets for a catch. And so the fisherman was like, no, hold on, Mr. Preacher Man. Now, listen, you know about preaching. I know about fishing. I'm a professional fisherman. He says, hey, listen, I don't know about you, sir, but I don't know if you understand this. <laughs> I have toiled all night long. 
Like, I mean, I, I've been working hard by the sweat of my brow all night long. And all of my efforts last night were fruitless. I got nothing. From everything that I did last night, I got nothing. Um, it was fruitless. Fruitless effort is what I had from last night. And not only that, you want me to throw my nets. First of all, I just cleaned it. <laughs> I just cleaned the nets. Now you want me to throw the nets back in the water. And you want me to throw the nets back in the water during the daytime. Now, I know you're a preacher and I know you don't, you don't know how fishing works. This is all of this stuff is going on in his mind. I know you're a preacher. I know you don't know how fishing works. But here in the Sea of Galilee, it's already daytime. If I throw the net into the water during the day, the fish are going to see the net and swim around it. The reason why we fish at night is so they don't, they don't see it. And so like, and so, but then he says this, after all of this stuff is going on in his mind, he goes, but nevertheless, at thy word, I will do it. He says, but nevertheless, at thy word, I will do it. He was like, but nevertheless, just because you said so, I'm going to do it. There's something about this preacher, man. There's something, about, I don't know. I don't know. But because you said it, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm going to do it. I really don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so he goes out and he was not really obedient because Jesus has said, let down your nets with an S, plural. Let down your nets for a catch. And the man only took one net. And the pastor Bill Winston said he think he took the, the old net, you know what I'm saying? Because the net started to break. But anyway, he goes out there, he throws the net into the water, throws just one net into the, into the water. And the Bible says that all of a sudden it was like a supernatural thing. It was like fish were jumping into the net and to where he was like, holy moly, what's going on? And to where now the net was breaking and the boat was sinking. The, the net was breaking and the boat was sinking and he had to call for his partners and other fishermen came and then they grabbed the other side and then their boats began to sink and they finally made it back to the seashore. And when they take this haul uh, from his fishing business and they lay all of those fish on the seashore, this man, this fisherman, immediately he knew he had been on the water all his life. He had been running this fishing business. He was a fisherman. He was time tested. He knew that this was not a natural thing. He knew that this was a miracle sent from God. So in that moment, he ran down at Jesus's feet. He fell down and he started to worship Jesus. And Jesus said to him and to his friends, if you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. All right, that's enough for the miracle. Now let's start doing some teaching. What does this mean for you Today. I'm not going to get this all done today. Not going to get it all done today, but I'm going to give you a few things for today. What does this mean for you today? All right, you ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. Put in the chat, nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by chance. There's no such thing as luck. Like what I can't stand, and I'm sure that God can't stand when you attribute the things of God to luck. Like, you know, oh, it just so happened. No, 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 no. What you may think is an accident what you may think is a coincidence oftentimes winds up being the providence of God. It is the providence of God. Like God is sovereign. Say God is sovereign. God is a sovereign God. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. There's no such thing as luck. Nothing just happens. The text tell, tells us that Jesus walks up and there were two men there and it just so happened 
that Jesus picked the guy named Simon. No, it didn't just so happen. That was ordained from the foundations of the world. Listen, God has his hand on your life. God's providence, God sits on the circle of the earth. Nothing just so happens. Listen, there's no such thing as luck. God has plans for you. Things are happening. Things are being orchestrated. Things will happen in your life at just the right time. And so, so Jesus selected the boat that belonged to Simon, later known as Peter. You could think, oh, that just, so, no, no, it didn't just so happen. That was the hand of God. Say the hand of God. Say this, say the hand of God is on me. Listen, sometimes I'm at work or I'm, I'm doing ministry, whatever, and something happens that I didn't expect to happen or something happens that I don't even think is all that significant, but nothing just happens. Listen, God is moving pieces around on the chessboard of my life. Nothing just happens. Either I am making decisions and I'm reaping what I sow or God is moving some stuff around for me, but it's the sovereignty of God. It's the grace of God. An event can happen today that will shape your tomorrow. This encounter with Jesus, this encounter, Simon was like, I worked all night long. I didn't get anything. Oh my God, I can't believe this was fruitless. Let me clean my nets. Let me go home and let me go to sleep. Then this preacher man comes and this little encounter with this preacher man would change Simon's life forever. We know him now as the apostle Peter. Why? We know him now as the leader of the New Testament church. Why? Because of this encounter with a man named Jesus. One encounter with God. Put that in the chat. One encounter with God will change your life forever. Listen, God is always setting up divine appointments for us. This was a divine appointment. Jesus had a divine appointment with Simon. And we got to be learning. This is why I'm teaching on discerning. You could be at work today and somebody could just be on your calendar that wants to meet you or you have a virtual call or in-person call. And, and, and they're new and they say, hey, I need to meet you or whatever. And then you don't think anything of it. And then when they come to have an encounter with you, you you say something that now it, it, it changes their life forever. You know what that's called? That's called a divine appointment. And God sets us up with divine appointments all the time. Either somebody can impact us or God can use us to impact somebody else's life, but God sets up divine appointments. And what we must do we must be discerning, have the discernment of the Holy Spirit so that we can be aware, cognizant of the fact that God is moving. And when God is moving, we want to say whatever he wants us to say. We want to do whatever he wants us to do. When God sets you up with a divine appointment, he sets things in motion in your life for you to experience his best. And so don't watch this. Let me say it this way. Do not disrespect or devalue the sovereignty of God by saying it was luck. Do not disrespect or devalue the sovereignty of God by just attributing it to luck. There's no such thing as luck. The hand of God is on my life. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, don't let your intellect keep you from your blessing. Ooh, put this in the chat. Say, I will not overthink it. Stop overthinking stuff. Do not let your intellect keep you from your blessing. I'm talking about learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we will think our way out of a blessing. Sometimes you too doggone smart. Sometimes you, you will overthink it. You will over-rationalize it. Sometimes you're too reasonable. Sometimes you're too sensible. Sometimes you can't open up your heart to the things of God because you want to be somebody that's rational and logical. Listen, I am I am ra la uh, rational and logical, but sometimes when it comes to the things of God, you just got to be open to whatever the Holy Spirit wants. Do not overthink it. As believers, 
attempting to, to live the life of faith, it is true that sometimes we, we think our way out of a blessing. Sometimes we think so much that we overthink what God is trying to do. So Simon Peter, he almost overthought it. Jesus said, hey, go out there, let down your nets for a catch. And he was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> You're the preacher, man. I'm the fisherman. You don't know how this works. And so as all of this stuff was going on in his mind, he was basically saying, no, sir, this is not this is not going to work. First of all, I worked for hours already and I got nothing. And now you want me to go dirty my net again. I'm not going to get anything again because you don't know anything about fishing. And so stop rationalizing everything. God will tell you to do things that don't make any sense. God would, God put this in the chat. God does not have to make sense. Let me just say it that way. God does not have to make sense. God wants faith. And sometimes faith will go against common sense. And so God will tell you to do something that doesn't make any sense at all. And God expects you to do it. Why? Because God told you to do it. And so what you don't want to do is overthink it. And you don't, what you don't want to do is think your way out of your blessing. And so he's like, hey, I know how to fish. You know how to preach. You do your thing. Let me do my thing. And, and, and so what, what happens sometimes is people, good intention people, sometimes dismiss God's idea because they think they know better. They dismiss God's idea because they think they know better. So as a believer, what we got to do is we got to be open to the Holy Spirit. So once again, I say I'm a very rational logical, sensible, reasonable, pragmatic person until it comes to the things of God. When it comes to the things of God, you can throw all that stuff out the window. When it comes to the things of God, if God said it, that's what we're going to do it. I, I don't care. It don't make sense at all. We walk by faith and not by sight. Let me talk about Adam for a minute. Adam never went to school. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Adam received everything that he received from the Father through the Holy Spirit. When Adam fell and he got kicked out of the garden, watch this, mankind fell with Adam. And what did we fall from? Watch this. We fell from discerning to learning. So learning is lower than discerning, but we fell from discerning to learning. We fell from instinct to intellect. We fell from instinct to intellect. Intellect is lower than instinct. We fell from revelation to education. Revelation to education. Education is lower than revelation. So Adam was up here. He was with revelation. He was with instinct. He was with discerning. And once he lost the Holy Spirit and got kicked out of the garden, he had to live his life as a mere man. But when we're born again, we're no longer a mere man. Put in the chat, say, I am not a mere man. Now I don't walk by faith. Uh, I, I, mean, I walk by faith, not by sight. Now I'm not walking by my natural senses because I'm not a mere man. I was born a mere man, but I was born again. Now that I'm born again, I can go back to discerning. I can go back to revelation. I can go back to instinct. I can go back to the Holy Spirit. And that's how we're supposed to live. Jesus was living by discernment. Jesus was like, man, this fisherman, he just sowed a seed in our ministry. And so the father wants him to reap a harvest in his fishing business. Hey, Mr. Fisherman, Go out there, let down your nets for a catch. That was discernment. Let down your nets for a catch. That was the Holy Ghost. Let down your nets for a catch. That was the Father. That was a download from heaven. The man that was just a mere human 
almost thought his thought his way out of it. He was like, no, you don't understand how this works. I worked all night long. I didn't get anything. I've been toiling. I've been working. I just washed my net. These fish, they don't jump into the net. That's not how it works. It's already daytime. They're going to see the net. All of that. Stop. Stop overthinking it. As a believer, you just got to learn how to walk in the Holy Spirit and do whatever he tells you to do, whether it makes sense or not. Put in the chat, I will not overthink it. You got it? All right. Number three, God is not against natural harvest. Our God is not against you receiving a natural harvest. I'm talking about, so I know that some people are just like, you know, oh, it's the spirit. Everything is spiritual gifts. Everything is the anointing. Everything is, I just want spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. That's fine. The blessing of Jesus is a spiritual blessing, but the blessing of Abraham is a natural blessing. And God is not against natural blessings. So there are some people that put all of their emphasis on going to heaven, all of their emphasis on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and that, that's all they want to talk about, which is great. But for you to influence, for you to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world, you're going to have to operate in this world. And in this world, people want to see how this thing is working for you. In this world, people want to see if, they, if you are what they consider to be successful. And so God wants you to make it to heaven, but he also wants you to enjoy the ride. God wants you to make it to heaven, but he also wants you to receive whatever you need to receive in order to have the influence in this world that you that you are destined to have. And in this world, you're not going to have influence if people can't see success in you. The Bible says that a poor man can have the answer for a city, but nobody will listen to him because he's poor. Think about that. that, that let's say there's a city that's going through challenges. And there's a man that has the answer to turn the whole city around. But because this man is considered somebody to not be successful in this world, then nobody's going to listen to him. So God will elevate you, exalt you, even when it comes to, to, to worldly success, so that you can have a position of influence, so that people can come to you and be open to what you have to say. Listen, the people that we're trying to reach, these are not spiritual people. They don't have the Holy Ghost. So they want to see how is this working for you? They want to see you succeed in the things of this world so that they would open up their hearts to receive what you have to say. Simon received a natural blessing. He received, he sowed natural seed, his time, his talent, his treasure. He sowed natural seed from his fishing business. So what happened? He received the harvest. Where? In his fishing business. There's nothing wrong with that. He sowed from his fishing business. So he received from his fishing business. Let me talk to business owners for a minute. When you decide to take your business and you're taking resources from your business, from your company, and you sow those resources into the kingdom of God, and you're saying, Father, I'm going to take some of the proceeds from my business, from my company, and I'm going to sow it into your kingdom to advance your kingdom plans and purposes, then don't ever think that God will be in debt to you. God, our God, who's the Lord of the harvest, will see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown. As you, if you start sowing from your business into the kingdom of God, God will see to it that contracts come looking for you, that doors of opportunity will be open that no man can close. People will, will go out of their way to do business with you. It will be like the net breaking, boat sinking load of fish to where the fish were just jumping into the nets. Why? Why? because you're in partnership with God. So put this in the chat, say, I am 
in partnership with God. Put it, put it in the chat. Say, my business is in covenant with God. And when you're in covenant with God and when a portion of your proceeds, whether it be your business or your W-2 income, when a portion of what comes into your household is going out into the kingdom, watch this, when a portion of what's coming, 10% or more, like obviously the tithe and beyond the tithe, when a portion of what's coming into your household keeps going into the kingdom and God knows that if I can get it to you, I can get it through you, then God will look for ways to cause you to increase because you are funding his kingdom plans and purposes on this planet. But if, if, if all of the money that comes in, you consume it, you and your family, and none of it goes out, then why would God continue to, to bless you? Because you're not advancing his kingdom in any way. And the church said, amen. That's enough on that. Number four, as I close, last point for today. Spiritual insight is greater than natural education. Spiritual insight is greater than natural education. Let me talk about it as I close. When Adam walked with God, God walked with him. I already told you he was walking in revelation, not education. He was walking in discernment, not just learning. So he was discerning. So what Simon had is that he had learned from years of experience as a fisherman. Jesus discerned something in the moment. Simon almost allowed what he had learned through years of experience to keep him from what Jesus was discerning in the spirit. Discerning is greater than learning. You got to be open to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Watch this. Even when it goes against your experience, even when it goes against, like you're like, well, Lord, I've been doing this for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I know how the system works. And God tells you to do something that doesn't make any sense. You still have to have the instinct, the discernment to do, and the faith and the courage to do what God is telling you, telling you to do, even when it doesn't make any sense at all. Put this in the chat. I am being led by the Holy Spirit in all things. That's the goal. The goal is to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. That's enough for today. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow. I'll continue to flow in this vein. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I said a lot in this message, by the way. There was a lot in there. You might need to listen to it again. Lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I thank you for all you have blessed me to have and oversee. And I take from what you've given me and I sow it back into your kingdom. I sow my time, my talent, and my treasure into your kingdom plans and purposes so that your will can manifest on this planet. And as I do that, Father, you're the Lord of the harvest. You will see to it that I reap a harvest on every seed sown. You set up divine appointments for me. And when you do, I discern what you're doing. And I'm led by the Holy Spirit. You give me creative concepts, ideas, and ways. And when you do that, I'm led by your spirit. And I have the courage to attempt what you lead me to, to, to do. I will never allow my learning to override my discerning. I will not allow my intellect to talk me out of my instinct. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and 
prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you don't get my notes, you get my notes for free. Why not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, there was a lot in this message. I pray that you opened up your heart to receive it. We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things at all times. That's how Jesus lived. We're going to learn more about this tomorrow. Have an amazing day. Do me two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If you enjoyed this message, I like to read those comments. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. The best is yet to come for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 